Hey guys, this is Britton from Emerald Pacific and coming at you today to talk a little bit more about logo design. I know back in 2016 I talked to you guys a little bit about logo design and gave kind of a brief overview of it. I don't know if I was really that effective in putting together a little overview, but I'm going to come back and do another podcast and talking specifically about some of the things that a business or an individual should consider before they look at designing a new logo or look at any kind of new rebrands that may occur or they think that they might need to do for the business. So first, when we look at a logo, it is one of the most intimate things that make up your brand. It's a representation of your identity. It's your pride and your history. So it's important to make sure that you get a logo that's done right the first time. So you don't have to go back, you have to redo it all the time and deal with the frustration of spending a bunch of money and time putting together a bunch of logos that may or may not have anything to do with your business. So these are six specific things that I would love to talk to you guys about and making sure that you consider before starting a new logo project. So the first thing that you should consider is your business objectives. What is it that you're trying to accomplish with the logo design? This should be the first thing that you think about before starting any kind of new logo. It's important to identify what the logo is going to do and how it's going to fit into the overall vision and strategy of your company. Is your company looking into a new market, for example? You may need a new logo to fit with the new direction or the new strategy that your company is headed. And possibly, are you trying to refresh your brand? Do you feel like it's become irrelevant and a lot of people are forgetting about you? I know specifically putting together a new strategy and a new logo is a great way to address that relevancy and making sure... and figuring out a way to make your brand relevant again and make it something that people talk about. So there should always be some kind of good reason why you need to commission a new logo or a new strategy in general. It's a waste of time and a waste of money if you're looking to revamp your brand or try to redo your logo without any kind of proper direction on where you want to take it. So once you've set your business objectives and you have a good idea of the trajectory that you want to take with your new logo, you can start laying down the foundations for creating a new logo. So the second thing to consider is basically is the logo going to accurately portray your business? And what I'm getting at here is there are a lot of companies that when they think about getting a new logo done, they want to get it done super cheap. What's the point of investing money into a logo and maybe you just want something quick and cheap, something that gets the job done? The problem with that is most of the time these are logos that are getting outsourced to people that may know either nothing or very little about your business. So I'm sure that a lot of you are aware of Craigslist and there's a lot of designers that go on Craigslist to find cheap ways, well not really cheap ways, but find ways to make money really quick. And usually they'll offer to make a logo for like 50 bucks, something really cheap, and they'll guarantee that they'll turn around and get you a logo within a couple days. So the problem with designers like these is they are looking just to scam you. So what they'll do is they'll get in touch with you, or if you reach out to them asking for a logo, 
as soon as they're done with the logo. And who knows if this is something that they made brand new. This could be something that they made for a previous client. Maybe they didn't like it, so they ended up not being able to sell it. And maybe they're just shucking this logo off to you, hoping that you're going to buy it. It's more than likely going to be a JPEG, so it's only going to be a picture of the logo. And then usually what they'll do is they'll cut all communication with you once the money has been delivered to them. This is a terrible way to do business, and this is something that you should definitely not fall for. If you're going to hire a designer to do your logo, they're going to be the kind of people that want to learn about your business. They're going to take the time and the due diligence to learn about your company, learn about the history, and the strategy that you want to implement moving forward. These are the kind of designers that are going to work on a logo that not only fit your business, but your overall strategy. However, these designers can be very expensive to hire. These are going to be the more expensive people that you can get to work on a logo. However, at the end of the project, they're going to deliver an amazing logo. And more than likely, they're going to deliver tools along with the logo. And this is usually like a brand brief or like a style guide that is going to be very necessary for future folks that work with your company or work with your logo to make sure that you can put it anywhere, put it everywhere, and be able to use it to its full capability. So the third point that I want to dive into is, is this logo going to fit your intended audience? And this is a little bit to do with the last thing that I talk about, with it being able to portray your business accurately and effectively. Basically, it is a big waste of money to purchase a logo that may have nothing to do with your audience, or maybe it's something that your audience isn't even going to pick up on. You need to have a logo that's going to accurately portray your business, portray your company, and your brand moving forward. And the best way to gauge whether a logo will fit with your intended audience, or if it's going to work is if similar companies that have very similar business models to you are using the same type of logo. And usually this is what I would call like a schema. And the behind, well, the idea behind a schema is that companies that tend to have similar offerings or similar products tend to have quite similar branding. So for example, if we look at like Facebook, if we look at Twitter and LinkedIn, they all have blue logos. What's also interesting is when you look at companies such as like Chase, City, American Express, like any kind of banking company, anything that has to do with like you, they tend to have that kind of blue color to their branding. And the reason why they use that color of blue, whether it's a light blue, dark blue, whatever shade of blue, is it's usually intended as a sign of trust where companies will use a color like blue to provoke some kind of feeling of progressive ideas or the idea that they're trustworthy or loyal to their customers and they're going to be trustworthy with your information or with your money. And it's interesting how colors over time can have an effect on you and, and how subconsciously it can make you feel a certain way about a brand. So have you ever considered that when you're driving down the road, you're on, you know, the freeway, you're out and about in town, that all of a sudden you start feeling a little bit hungry when you're out and about and you're driving around? 
maybe you might have saw a sign for McDonald's or Wendy's and looked at it and said, you know, I am kind of hungry right now. It'd be kind of nice to stop by and grab something. So let's take a step back. Have you ever noticed that the McDonald's logo, the Wendy's logo, and a lot of restaurants have some kind of red and yellow color in their branding or in their logos? A lot of the time they use these colors to try to entice some kind of hunger. Yellow and red is a very vibrant color. It's a very intense color. So usually it's going to entice some kind of hunger. I'm not going to dive into the scientific background as far as like why certain colors do you know certain things to your brain or make you think a certain way all that needs to be known is there are scientists that get paid a lot of money to figure this stuff out and it's all very interesting how colors can have that effect on you so the move on to the next point point number four is it a logo that can be used everywhere there is no point in getting a logo that you can't use everywhere. Your logo has to go on posters, flyers, letterhead, business cards, and all kinds of things. It literally has to go on everything. So a good logo should be able to be put on anything and look great. If it's a color logo, there should be a black and white version. You want to make sure that you have different renditions in case maybe you want a black and white on letterhead. Maybe you want colored on business cards. You want to make sure you get a logo that is distinct, that's unique, and can be used whether it's in color, whether it's in black and white. It's something you should be able to use everywhere. And one thing about logos, I know a lot of times, especially with like modern logos, that companies really like to use super thin fonts. And a lot of times it can be hard to read that font or read that word from far away. So it's even more important to make sure they have a logo or some kind of symbol that's bold enough to where someone can recognize it, whether they're up close to your logo or very far away from your logo. Think about it having to be outside. Think about it having to be on letterhead, on marketing, and on everything. So going on to the next point, since I kind of talked a little bit about like the modernness of logos... It's important to figure out if it's going to be a logo that's going to stand the test of time. And it's difficult to try to talk about if a logo is going to stand the test of time. Time is very fickle. And there's a lot of different trends and a lot of different, you know, design styles that come and go. And I know, for example, the biggest thing about logo design lately, especially in like tech companies, is the flat and minimalist logo, where you feel like it's literally only taking them probably like 10-15 minutes to put together the logo even though they might say that it's undergone a ton of research or a ton of development and they've gone and done studies on people and you know read whatever their cat scans are on their brain and how they interpret color and you know whatever i know that one company that i feel like kind of took it a little far was instagram where it seemed like they literally just stripped everything away. And it's like a box with a little circle in the middle now. That's the kind of minimal flat logo I'm talking about. But what really makes a timeless logo? It's something that should be truly unique. It should be some kind of interesting take on like a design trend. 
I know sometimes a unique and distinct logo are based on the current design trends for that time and age. And timeless logos, a lot of times, can be defined by their history. So, for example, it would be impossible to think about Coca-Cola changing their logo anytime soon. Could you imagine that? Coca-Cola changing their logo, saying, you know, we have this brand new, flat, minimalist logo we're going to roll out, put on all of our cans. Please buy our Coke, still. <laughs> a lot of people would freak out about that. Coca-Cola has such a unique logo that it's almost impossible to think that they could ever change it. It almost feels like it would be a crime if they changed their logo. Also think about like Apple's logo. Would you ever want to buy an Apple product if they changed their logo? It would almost feel like it's a completely different company in general. It's something that you feel like you can't change. It's something that's uniquely you, something distinct. And that's the best way that I can describe what it means to have a timeless logo. So the last thing I want to get across in regards to any kind of logo design is you need to make sure that you are financially prepared to undergo any kind of logo design. And usually a lot of the times a logo design is the first step towards completely rebranding a company. And there are plenty of examples where companies have redone their logo without necessarily having to redo everything, certainly not having to redo their strategy. One company that comes to mind is Pepsi when they made like a slight adjustment to their little orb thing where instead of it being straight on, it's kind of like off to the side. Apparently they did some kind of like Da Vinci like measurement or whatever, I don't know. It was a bunch of bullshit from what I heard. Anyways, they certainly changed their logo and they didn't have to change their overall strategy, but it still requires a lot of money to make sure that you change out all your marketing, change out all your collateral, to reflect that new logo. So slight changes to your logo doesn't always mean that you're changing the whole brand, but you need to make sure that you're pricing this logo design in a way, almost like if you are going through a rebrand. Consider that you have to change all your paperwork, you have to change out all your marketing and everything to make sure you're using the current logo and you're figuring out a way to tie it into the overall strategy. So it is so important to make sure you price out all those different materials, everything that the logo is going to affect, so you can make sure you're financially prepared and you're prepared for the sticker shock of a rebrand and everything that's involved with the process. So... With that, hopefully you get a designer that is going to understand how big of a change this is going to be for your company and your brand. And they prepare you with the necessary style guide, with the necessary branding guidelines to make sure that anyone you work with, whether it's someone internally or some other agency, you know, out in a ways, that they know how to use your logo effectively so you don't have to redo everything all over again. Other than that, those are the six main things I wanted to talk with you guys about logo design and some of the things you should consider before doing any kind of logo redesign. And with that, I would love to get your guys' thoughts about any recent experience that you might have with designing a logo for your company, for someone else. Is there anything that you would recommend besides these six things today that someone should consider before they redesign a logo? Either let me know in the comments for SoundCloud or iTunes or you can send me an email at britain at impactdesign.com, or you can go to impactdesign.com, you know, whatever. Send me an email, let me know what you think. 
Or you can reach out to me on Twitter if you search for like Emerald Pacific or Impact Design. You should be able to reach me that way as well. I would also love to learn about some ideas and some things that I should talk about in the future. If you want me to dive in a little more about logos, how they're designed, how I design them, whatever, let me know. Send me an email. Send me a message in some way and I'd love to hear it. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to chatting with you guys soon.